You're listening to another life-transforming message from C3 Church San Diego. For more information on our church, go to c3sandiego.com. Christian that grew up in a Christian family. I was the Christian that grew up for 30 years knowing about Jesus. I knew all the stories of Noah's Ark and Samson and David and Goliath. I knew it all right here. But I didn't know it here because I had no power and I wasn't operating the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I was probably grieving the Holy Spirit is what I was doing. He's probably going, Matt, I'm trying to get to you. You have 14 locks on your heart. And I tell you that to tell you the difference is why would you want to come to this church? Why, Why do you want to be infused with the Holy Spirit? I can show you a picture of my life before Uh, 13 years ago in 2006, August, when I came to this church and had my first encounter, all the way to three, six months later when I was operating in the full gifting and then to watch the fruit of what was possible. Church became something different to me in 2006 than it was my entire previous life. So I just want to, I'm not going to preach to you, but I want to give you just a couple scriptures this morning. I'm going to play a song for you, and I want you to hear the words, and then I'm going to open up this altar. Today is a new wine, a new wine kind of day. Oh, look at that. What do you know? Because what happens is how you operated last week, last night, last month, last year, whatever it is for you, there's only a ceiling over your life if you put it there. We get comfortable in our life but you're not meant to live comfortable lives. You're meant to leave a legacy. You're meant to, and if anyone heard my message last Sunday night, live as bold as a lion. For those of you who don't recognize me, yes, I did shave. (laughs) I have not changed my stance on that a beard is the new six pack. I just figured I need a six pack along with. But if I'm gonna preach on new wine, I needed some new wine skin. (laughs) Plus, I didn't want to go on vacation looking like an old man. But here we go. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. And I would love for you, because I'm only going to give you four verses. I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to give you one nugget out of that story. And they all could be preaches. But I'm not here to preach to you. I'm here to give you the word of God. And you're going to go home and build up a desire. Why do you even want to read the word of God? Isaiah 43, 18, 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I love that verse in Isaiah because it's trying to say, hey, we got to let some old thinking go that maybe has got you in a wilderness Maybe it's got you in a stream in the wasteland, and I want to get some new wine to you. But not just new wine, it's new wineskins. I don't want to give you something new, and then you put it in something old. Therefore, let's be a new vessel today. Let's get hungry about what that looks like. And stuff might come up for you. How can you trust that? You know, I love what Pastor Phil was saying. Sometimes we can get so comfortable with being comfortable, we don't want to change. Here's what I've learned about change. Change is easy. Thinking about change, that's hard. 
That's why some of my greatest decisions in life I didn't think about. I just went and sat next to this pretty girl in airport. While four other dudes sat there and thought about it. I didn't think about it. I just went and did it. And then I put a ring on it because I listen to Beyonce. So I don't want us just to think about what it could mean for our life to be new wine. Some of us got to stop having analysis paralysis and do something. New wine. John 5, 1 through 13 in the NLT. I just want to read you this story and give you a point. Afterwards, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city near the Sheep Gate was the Pool of Bethesda with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, and paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there was sick for 38 years. How many knows he needs some new wine? It's exactly what Pastor Phil was. I'm just elaborating on this verse. God revealed these verses to him and he was trying to operate through them. And so I want to take it down a road a little bit further, a next step for you and me. 38 years stuck in analysis paralysis. When Jesus saw him, he knew that he had been ill for a long time and he asked him, would you like to get well? Hello. (laughs) Do some of you want to change? It's pretty much what he's saying. Not how bad do you want it? He's not trying to 10X your life. He's just saying, I can't, sir. First of all, don't use the word can't. My four and six-year-old, they know that's my biggest pet peeve. The sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool, victim mentality. When the water bubbles up, someone always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. The do something. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath. Oh, sugar. (laughs) So the Jewish leaders objective. They said the man who was cured, you can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. Interesting. But he replied, the man who healed me told me, pick up your mat and walk. Who said such a thing as that, they demanded. The man didn't know, for Jesus had disappeared in the crowd. Here's what I want to tell you about that story. One, Jesus commands a thing. That man had a choice. He made the right one. For some of you, Jesus has been commanding a thing, and you've been making choices. Let's get some new wine and make new choices. Let's not just study it, think about it. Just pick up your mat. He immediately, he didn't think about it. He said, whatever, this guy said it, I'm gonna do it. In faith, he picked up his mat and walked. What I love about it, and my main point, not all that, that's the preliminary to this point. Don't make Sunday religious walkthroughs. Don't come to this house, listen to some epic worship. Know that you wanna raise your hand in the book of miracles and don't. Know that you wanna worship, but you're worried what the person might next to you think when John Day says, lift up your hands if you feel like you've been doing it all in your own way and you just want God to do it, the victory's already been done and you're thinking to myself, I want to, but my wife's looking at me. My husband thinks she already knows me. That's living in old wineskins. If you want a miracle, just raise your hands. 
You know what I'm saying? In worship, if John Day's flowing in a Holy Spirit call, how hard is it to make a different choice? I've never lifted my hands before. Oh my gosh, I just lifted my hands. Do you see what I'm saying? Don't think about it. Your spirit knows if you had the inkling and then you thought, what will people think? You're now rationalizing. Just go new wine. You never know what this is gonna do in your life. You never know the freedom, the chain that gets broken off, the enemy gets defeated. I love it with Nick, this is why I love him. He wasn't creeping my, it was maybe creeping when I came home and he was in my hot tub. And I, and I, did, I didn't invite him. That was, he didn't share that creepy part, but it was never creepy, he was in my hood. It's just when he jumped my gate, that was weird. But what I love about Nick is he had the chance, if it was good enough for that guy to get healed, it's good enough for me. And then he had another choice when the devil was yelling in his ear. I can cave to fear or I can make a different choice. I want new wineskins for my knee and he got healed. I remember that Tuesday morning. I remember the look of childlike faith where he ran to CrossFit and he got with his buddy JLD who had the world's largest podcast at the time and he got down at CrossFit on his knees and showed him and that guy was like, what? I love that. He was doing yoga poses and he couldn't the day before. That's called new wine. But how many know he made a choice? He didn't get religious. He didn't go through the motions. What are you doing when you come to church on a Sunday? For me, for a long time, it was, I was gonna call my mom or she was gonna call me pre-Facebook, okay? I couldn't just go, I checked in at church. It was, my mom would be calling who was here last Sunday, you guys met her, and she'd be going, did you go to church today? And listen, you do not defy my mother. <laughs> I had more fear of my mother than fear of the Lord at the time, and I'm telling you, I was going to check the box Sundays because of maybe guilt. You know, my wife was a recovering Catholic. You know, whatever it is. That was a joke, people, don't get so religious. <laughs> And when I came to Sunday, I didn't know I could be under a pastor like Pastor Jurgen that would make a totally Australian joke that was so offensive to most American churches and I didn't know to laugh or just go, oh shoot, he just offended half the church. And it was so funny that I had to give myself permission to laugh. I found freedom in the house of God, how crazy is that? I didn't know I could be myself. I thought I had to go up and play Christianese and tell my pastor what he wanted to hear. That wasn't the case. The case was he wanted an authentic congregation that loved Jesus and loved people. That's it, there was no strings attached. I wanna serve a man like that. I wanna serve a house like that. I wanna show up Sunday. I wanna go to two services on a Sunday. That was crazy. I was person much having to bribe myself to go to church. And yet now I'm here twice. I, I love the fruit of what I was seeing in my life because of new wine. I was making better decisions on a Friday night. John 9, 1 through 12. New story. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? It was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened so the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the task assigned by this, the one who sent us. The night is coming and then no one can work. 
But while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. Then he spit on the ground. I mean, that makes sense. Made mud with saliva, then spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. He told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. Siloam, not shalom, but Siloam means sent. God sent him, Jesus sent him. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. This is the part I want you to get this. In verse eight, he said, his neighbors and others who knew him as a blind beggar asked each other, isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? Some said he was, and others said, no, he just looks like him. But the beggar kept saying, didn't say it one time, he kept saying, yes, I am the same one, but different. They asked, who healed you? What happened? New wine. He told them, the man they called Jesus made mud and spread it over my eyes and told me, go to the pool and wash yourself. So he went and washed, and now I see. Where is he now, they asked. I don't know, he replied. I love it like the last story. He said, take up your mat and walk. Jesus peaced out. I leave it. Went over there, spit in this guy's face, peaced out. <laughs> the point I want to make in this one is, if you don't have a new vision, some people are going to sit there and try to hold you into something new. He kept saying, yeah, that was me. But he got some new wine and some new wineskins, and he was a different person, not going back to his old ways. He had a new vision, literally, for his life. Jesus gave him new vision, and then he had a choice. Am I going to let other people tell me and define me and tell me how I used to live, blind and begging? How many know that he could still beg, even with vision? But he decided, no, no, no. I want some new wine and some new wineskins with a new vision for my life, and I'm not going back to begging. I'm not going back to being blind. I'm this guy. And he kept saying it. See, there was a choice I had to make. You know, I had my favorite table downtown on Friday nights. And when I said I wasn't coming back, how many of you know they go, oh, let's see how long this thing lasts. Oh, let's see how long his Jesus thing lasts. He'll be back. Yeah, you know what? When I went back, it was to make sure I started grabbing them and bringing them with me. That's the only time I went back because I said, I'm some new wine. I have a new vision for my life, and it's not Friday night bottle service. It's not like, oh, I live with the DJ. I lived with the number one DJ in San Diego at the time when I had a rattle encounter and got new vision for my life, and I had old people that were telling me who I was and who I was gonna be again, and I had to keep saying, that's not me anymore. I got a new plan for my life. See, you have a choice to make. But how many know my voice was louder than that DJ's voice? My voice was louder than my friends that were trying to suck me back into that world, and I had to keep reminding them just like this guy did. I once was, but I got some new wine and some new wineskins. That's what we're trying to get here today. Last verse, Luke 17, 11 through 19. As Jesus continued toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, 10 men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, 
they were cleansed of their leprosy. How many know they had a choice? Just helping you. There's some choices that need to be made. I don't know how many different stories I got to tell you. As they went, so they had a choice to make. Some of them could have stayed. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, not talking, not giving him a high five, shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him, attitude of gratitude for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, didn't I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. The Samaritan with gratitude and honor, personal submission. He made a choice to come back. He made a choice to be in gratitude. He made a choice to get grateful. He made a choice to honor. Signifies a soul healing that is more than skin deep. It's amazing. So some today will come to church as usual. We'll check the box. We went. See, a lot of these, they got their healing on their way, but they never came back with gratitude, honor, and praise to the king for everything they've done in his life. So skin deep, they got their skin healed. But their soul, if you go do a study on this, what it really talks about, their soul wasn't going to prosper. How long will that healing last until they go back to unclean things and get leprosy again? I didn't want to be the Christian I was for 30 years. I'd go to Sunday. I'd have an experience, like I say a lot, a jacuzzi experience. And I would leave to get wrapped back up into my Friday night life. I would then come to church on a Sunday. I would get cleansed of my sins. I would repent and I'd leave without transformation and go back to the same old wineskins. Every Sunday I would get new wine and I would leave and go back to the old wineskin because the wineskin didn't change. So I kept getting new wine on a Sunday going back to the same old wineskins because I didn't get on my knees, give praise to the king for all that he had done. I didn't get my praise on. I didn't get reestablished with gratitude. I was missing the key of honor, coming back to the king that restored me, cleansed me, forgave me. Guess what? He kept forgiving me every Sunday. Now, I still need forgiveness. But it's amazing, we can wait till the once a month where Nick said there's something special on a communion Sunday, let's get something more. Why aren't we taking communion in our home? Why aren't we taking dominion in our home, in our workplace? Don't leave a religious thing that we've made it, not in this house. Learn the power of communion, the power of what happened on that Easter Sunday, what happened on that Good Friday. It's coming. Just I want us to start thinking about churches a little different. You're transformed, you're bold, you're shifted. You're making changes, new wine skin for new wine. I want us to close our eyes. I'm gonna play this song. And I want you to know that in this song, it just was a powerful song and I've been listening to it and I love what it says. But there's choices that we're gonna make and we have two choices. We either 
like the wine that we currently have, that we're familiar with, that it's our go-to, or we want something new in our life. We want new wine, but we want it in new wineskins. What I love about this altar is this is where your life is altered. When you stand up or step out of that seat or take a step down, it takes a new level of boldness. It makes a choice in your head. And I love it, Nick was saying, I wanted to get healed. And the devil was telling me, well, if you don't, is God real? What is the enemy on your shoulder saying to you today? I know that we could all level up in our life. We're not trying to be better Christians. We're just trying to love people more. But we can't operate and love people more if we don't love who we are. What I really love about this church is we're not wearing any masks. We're not pretending you're perfect. I'm not pretending I'm perfect. We're walking this thing out together. I've watched Pastor Phil. I've watched him move in the Holy Ghost. And then I would be backstage or in the green room or even down on the altar. And he is so real and so personable and loves people. His kids up in LA right now just kicked off a church. Pastor Joe Pringle, just been a worshiper most of his life, went through stuff, didn't hide it, didn't walk in shame of it, just came out and on our worship night down here was just talking about what that journey was like as a pastor's kid and to see the new wine in his life. And I'm telling you, C3 is a movement, not in a movement of Christianese, not in a movement of a bubble of, this is what we're gonna do, a 72-minute service. No, we wanna operate where sometimes we want new wineskins to walk in power and boldness. Do you know that there is a book that is thick with people that put in prayer requests that need a miracle today? where a church is gonna go after the miraculous. That's why we're having 140, 150, 160 men on a Tuesday. We have a ton of women on a Thursday coming to men's prayer early in the morning. It's because there's miraculous. Some of you used to walk in that power and that boldness and somewhere along the line, the enemy got so aggressive because you were making so much ground. He intimidated you so you shied down and we're walking around numb. I wanna take off the painkillers today. I want us to get healed. I want us to walk in a new authority. I want us to walk in a new boldness. And I'm just gonna say, when we play this song, when you feel like, you know what? I want some new wine. I want you to walk down to the altar. I just, come on, on down. And then when that song's over, I'm just gonna pray for us that we can be bold enough, bold as a lion that I preached on last Sunday night, perfect timing that we are gonna operate in some new wine, with some new fruit, with some new wineskins, and we're, not, we're gonna let the old things go away. We're gonna ask Jesus to remove some of the old things, to show us what new vision looks like, to show us that I don't wanna be just Christianese, I don't wanna be just the person that checks the box on a Sunday, I want some, something new for my life. I've never served before, I might serve. I've never gone to maybe a grow, connect, serve class, I'm gonna go to one. I've never been to a Holy Spirit night, I've been intimidated, or I was raised like me, tongues were from the devil. Yeah, my grandpa was a pastor and told me that. And on his deathbed, he told me, don't listen to this man's old theology. I like the fruit in your life. God told me I was wrong. Keep doing what you're doing. Because I was too afraid to tell him. I never told him that I received the gift. And as he was dying, he told me that God had showed him. And that it released me just to operate full throttle. I'm telling you, God's going to do something new this morning. So can we play that song? Just listen to the words. And then as you want to, come on down. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, team, and what we do at C3 San Diego, go to c3sandiego.com.